Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. jump into today's show, I want to thank our sponsor, the Food Brands That Sell program. Food Brands That Sell is a six-week deep dive into the CPG industry and teaches you how to win within that industry by creating a brand that you, retailers, and consumers love. Here's what a recent alumni had to say about the program. I am so grateful that I chose to do Food Brands That Sell. I learned so much about myself, my journey, and my company. These six weeks changed how I'm doing my business, and I can see the difference already. I no longer feel alone. If you aren't already on the waitlist, hop on over to foodbrandsthatsellwaitlist.com or grab the link below to make sure that you are first to know when the program is accepting new students. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Food Founders Podcast and our very first episode of 2024. This is going to be a very important year for the food industry. And so right now, I thought it would be best to kick off the year and kick off the season with five trends for what I see is going to impact the packaged food and beverage industry in 2024. These are going to be trends as well as pieces that I want you to look out for. I want you to apply to your food or beverage business in 2024 to help you get the best success. Let's dive right in. The first piece that I want to talk about is making sure that you have an omni-channel approach. What do I mean by this? I mean that you are not just selling in one spot, right? We don't just want to be selling only from our website. We don't just want to be selling only in certain type of retail, only on Amazon. Right now, the way the consumers are shopping is they are finding information in some places and then going to buy elsewhere. And then they are getting inspired in another location and going to buy somewhere else. So think of it yourself. How many times do you do research about a brand online and then you see it in store and you're like, oh, I've seen this or, oh, yeah, this brand does offer this. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. So we want to meet the consumer in all the different shopping locations that they might be. And this is nothing new. Omnichannel has been around and been important for a long time, but it is becoming increasingly important right now as people are doing things like, I hate to say it, but price comparing, as they're doing things like price comparing, as they are just bombarded with so much information, being in multiple locations for them allows that repeat effect to positively compound for your brand, right? 
So it takes a number of interactions for people to actually remember your brand, get your messaging, maybe finally take that plunge if they haven't bought it for the very first time. So this is why it's incredibly important that we do have an omni-channel approach so that people can maybe research online, buy in store, or fall in love with your brand in store and then buy it online, whether that be through Amazon with any of their other orders or directly from your website. So right now, if you are not in multiple channels, I really want you to focus in on that in 2024 and really think about how these experiences are going to interact with each other and how they all come together to create a really great experience for your shopper. So the second piece that I'm going to see impacting a lot of food and beverage brands in 2024 is the economic squeeze that I mean, I don't need to tell you guys all about it. You have obviously experienced this in your own life. You're experiencing this in your business. Inflation is out of control right now. People's spending is being tightened. But that doesn't mean that they aren't spending, right? This is the piece that I really want you to remember here and how you can win even as this economic squeeze continues is that people will pay for value. I want you to write that down. People will pay for value. They will always pay for value. So for you as a brand owner, you need to really show what that value is, right? Why do they need this product? We almost want to move our brand somewhat away from these pure wants and really focus into it as these needs, right? Why do they need this? I need more time with my family. Great. This product is a solution to that, right? I need a morning ritual to feel good and to feel grounded. Great. My cacao brand delivers on that. This is how we really want to start to focus in our messaging in 2024, and really any time that there is an economic squeeze, is we really want to focus in on value. People are they're just being more choiceful. So you want to really showcase the value of your brand, and you also really want to show what, what need you are solving with your product. So this is going to really help you here with the economic squeeze that is happening. Another big piece here is that if your brand is a premium price product, you have to look premium. Gone are the days when people are going to spend $15 for something just because it's local. They're just not with an economic squeeze happening, especially if that value piece isn't being communicated. Another way that people see value is by seeing a brand that really reemphasizes the type of person that they are. So if you are going out there charging premium prices, you really have to look at, does my brand look premium? If it doesn't look premium, I really recommend that you go and you hire a designer and you make your brand look premium. This is going to help you so much more getting people to spend that additional money for your product. 
I get it. Consumers get it. It costs more to make something in small batch. It costs more to make something that isn't mass produced with ingredients that don't need to be there, with ingredients that aren't the best for you. And that's where that value piece comes in. But people still want to feel good about their purchase. And part of that is, does it look great? So this might be a year to reinvest in your branding and your packaging if it's not looking premium. If you're thinking, Ainsley, how am I supposed to do this when the sales aren't there? How am I supposed to do this with an economic downturn? I really want you to think about the sales that you are losing because people are walking right by your brand. And this is a real tricky piece for people to get behind. And this is where I talk about this just for now branding or the play to win branding. Talked about it on previous episodes. If you've heard me speak in other places, I talk about that a lot. We really want to play to win. We need to show up looking the part. You need to take that leap for people to follow. Simply waiting for the sales to come to then reinvest in your business is like saying that you're going to go and get a gym membership after you lose the 15 pounds or you're going to go and change the healthy eating habits after you lose those 15 pounds. You really want to get ahead of it and you need to look the part. Really, I'm seeing brands that aren't looking the part. Those are the brands that are going to struggle the most because consumers are going to question, is this worth $15? Is this worth $12? Maybe not. I can just buy this other brand for less. So you need to really give them reason why they should be spending that additional money for your product. And that's going to come down to, am I looking premium if I'm premium priced? And what is the need that I am solving so I can really get around that value aspect for consumers? The third piece that I want you guys to take a look at for 2024 is shortening the sales cycle, right? How do we shorten the sales cycle? How do we shorten the sales process from when people first understand, learn about your brand, get to know about it, to when they buy it and become loyal advocates? So here you can implement pieces like social commerce, right? Do you have a shoppable feature from your Instagram account? Is it easy for people to buy, right? How do you get people on subscription? How do you show up faster and show up on maybe a higher page rank on Amazon or from Google search, if that makes sense for your business? We really want to get to this point of, I have a need. I discover a brand. We want that to be your brand. I solve that need immediately through a purchase. And then assuming that product delivers, I continuously show up. I continuously show up. I continuously show up and buy from you over and over again. The reason why it is so important for you to look at how do I get that first sale from people faster than ever before is twofold. Number one, again, that economic squeeze piece. Number two is the fact that people are just being bombarded with so many messages everywhere that they start to tune things out. So if I learn about your brand today and then you expect me to remember it a month from now, unless you have something that's really compelling, really standing out, that's harder and harder for me to do because I'm just getting so many messages from all these different brands claiming that they're the best thing from slice, since sliced bread to be able to solve the problem that I have, right? So you need to be able to get people to buy from you ASAP 
before they go and spend that money with another brand that claims that they can solve that problem, right? Because assuming that product does solve the problem, they're more likely to become loyal to them, right? If I already have a solution for easy made dinners, I'm not on the hunt for other easy made dinner products, right? You really want to get people in as quickly as possible. Right now, you really can't afford to have this really long sales cycle in terms of, oh, they're going to see my brand. Then maybe they're going to see it again in another month and another month. No, you need to be aggressive right now. And we want to get out in front of people and make it easy for them to buy. I say this over and over again. Make it easy for people to buy, guys. If you're posting content, let them click on it. Let them buy, right? Make sure you have that bio where they can buy. Make sure your website is optimized for sales. Make sure it's easy to get reorders, right? Make it easy for people to buy so you can shorten that sales cycle and capture more from those consumers, all right? So the fourth piece can definitely help you with that. That can help you across all aspects of your business. Again, this is something that isn't new. It's new-ish, but it's really going to become more and more important in 2024. And this is AI integration. AI really showed up last year. It was taking the world by storm in terms of all the capabilities that it can do. And it's powerful with what it can do, right? Is it perfect? No, but I really want you to look at AI like it's at the beginning stages of the internet. When the internet first launched, would we imagine that it could do all the things that it can do right now? Absolutely not. Same with your cell phone, right? The first cell phone came out. Did you think everyone was assuming that you'd be FaceTiming with grandma on the other side of the country? Absolutely not, right? And all these apps and everything that it can do, count your, it can do your steps, your heart, it can do everything, right? So we are in the early stages of AI and it is moving faster than any other technology in the past. I myself have some love for it, have some hate for it, to be very honest. But I do realize that regardless of how I feel about it, I'm not changing the trajectory of whether AI is going to be here or not. What I can do is I can look for how do I integrate AI into my business to make it more impactful, to allow me to increase my output, to do more and do better so that I can continue to thrive. And I really want you to look at that when it comes to AI. Brands that are using AI in 2024 they are going to be the brands that continue to outgrow their competition, right? Because they are leveraging their time, money, and energy far more efficiently when they are using AI tools to help them in their business. So if you are not yet using AI, I really want you to consider looking at it in your business in 2024 to help you grow. It doesn't need to be across necessarily every single aspect right now, but what are the areas where you're like, I know that this is a task that could be automated or could be done even by maybe someone a step or two below me. Great. If it can be done by someone a step or two below you, that might be something that can also be done by AI. You can use, there's so many tools out there, guys, for content creation, for ordering systems, for research. I really want you to look at AI like your assistant to do these lower level tasks and also just tasks that maybe are not the greatest, right? 
If you have a whole bunch of shopper data, you can use AI to help you understand that, find patterns about your shoppers. All of a sudden, even if you're like, hey, I'm not great at data analytics, now you're way more sophisticated than it. If you don't have the time to create as much content as you would like, use AI to help optimize that, to help create more. I really want you to look at your business and see where can I optimize my time, money, and energy, and then go out there and find an AI tool to help you do just that. Because the brands that are using AI inside their business properly in 2024 are going to get ahead. And they can get ahead really quickly, really fast. And so you're going to want to not be left behind right now. And then the fifth piece that I want to share for trends for 2024 is actually almost like flip side to AI, which is really cool. I see these two pieces coming together really beautifully. And brands can do this really well with both is human touch. So, so many times I hear the argument, AI doesn't want me to have human touch. No, AI allows you to be more efficient in your business so that you can have higher human touch. And human touch with so much bombardment of entertainment out there, with media out there, with content out there, with so much AI integration, with so much poor AI integration by some brands, human touch is going to become so incredibly important for brands. How do you connect more with your consumers, right? How do you personalize things more for your consumers? How do you do special pieces? People really want to buy from brands that have the same values as them right now. And so highlighting your personal values as a brand and as the founder is going to become incredibly important to the overall success of your business. How do you do these human touch activities in your business? This could show up as you doing Q&A sessions once in a while on social media. This could come from you doing videos inside your business. This could come from you just making a point to do live events here and there to connect in with your consumers, right? Think of the different ways where you can provide really high value human touch and double down on those. You can look at AI as the way that you can scale your business, you can reach more, you can do more, but this human touch is really how you're going to create this brand love. And you are really going to be able to create that connectedness in with what you are doing. And that is so key right now. So those are the five trends that I want you guys to take a peek at for 2024. Not just take a peek. I actually want you to dive deep in them. I want you to implement them in your business. When you start to implement them in your business, shoot me a note. I would love to hear how you are applying one of these five pieces into what you are doing in your business. So whether it be omni-channel, whether you are really focusing in on driving that value piece or building out your brand to deal with the economic squeeze, how you're going to shorten the sales cycle for consumers, how you're going to leverage AI in your business, and how you're going to have more human touch within your business and your brand. Let me know. You can shoot me a note over on Instagram. I am at Ainsley Moyer. 
And if you want to connect with me in other ways, heck, shoot me an email. I am Ainsley at healthyfoodandbeveragegroup.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear what you are doing in your businesses to take what you're doing to the next level. The reason I do all this is because I want to see a better food future out there. And I believe that if you're listening to this, you are the type of food founder who also wants to see that. So let me know what you are doing and how you are helping make the food industry better and how you're helping getting your product in more people's hands. That's it for this week, food friends. In our next episode, we'll have another great interview with a food founder that's going to help you see how you can learn from them and how you can grow your business. Look at this show like having a group of mentors or a board of directors to help you get ahead so that you don't need to feel alone in the decisions that you're making in your business and you can learn from others. Until next time, see you then. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sell.com waitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.